Sorry about my absence the last few weeks. It's been really busy. I've been thinking about our schedule and I think it'd be a bit easier to keep track of when I'll post new episodes if we stick to a little bit of a more efficient regimen. So instead of saying every other Taco Tuesday, we will be here on the first and third Tuesday of every month from here on out. I know it doesn't seem like a huge difference, but I find myself second guessing, like, is this my off weekend? Is this my on weekend? Am I recording this week? Am I taking this week off? So if we just say the first and third Tuesday of every month, it'll be a little bit easier. Our absence lately was because of multiple reasons. I've been doing all the things, I swear. Our cousin came to stay with us for a couple weeks. She is a teenager and my oldest is a teenager. They're only about a year apart. So it was so much family time. We also celebrated my teenager's birthday. We went on a camping trip. And after said camping trip, we came home with the newest member of our family. But I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Also, to be perfectly honest, I kind of needed to spend some time away. I was working on this series that I think I talked to a couple of you about that I decided I was going to do in multiple parts after seeing a documentary and before I knew it, I fell into this wormhole and it was depressing and it was difficult to climb out of. It's got a lot to do with what we're doing here, and it is stuff that I want to talk about. It's just, it's not going to be something that I can just do research and then talk to you about directly. I think I'm going to have to get in a few more people that are slightly more knowledgeable on what I want to discuss with you. So if any of you think that you might have something to bring to the table, I don't want to necessarily say what the topic is about, but if you've been wanting to get a hold of me to just talk and maybe come on the air and say what you have to say, now might be the time. Now, a couple of quick reminders. Please don't forget about our Ko-Fi. For every coffee bought, I can just about guarantee I will more than match it with things that I impulsively buy to improve this podcast. I have done just about everything but broken down and bought a new computer, which might be happening pretty soon. Also, be sure to share this podcast, subscribe, or follow, or like, or whatever it is that you need to do on whatever platform you're listening to us on. We are available on pretty much every platform, and it really does mean a lot. 
it does help spread awareness and get the word out there that all of us are trying to recover from our trauma. And if you don't want to say anything about your own trauma or anything like that, that's totally fine. Just share it and be like, hey, just in case this applies to anyone, it's here. Also, in case you haven't already seen my posts on social media, follow me on social media, by the way. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I get on Facebook like once every other week. I'm sorry. I have my personal Facebook. It takes priority. My bad. I have to post pictures of my children or else my grandma gets kind of upset about it. (laughs) But anyways, on social media, I posted about receiving my very own copy of Jeanette McCurdy's new book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. This book is absolutely amazing and something I'd like to in some way share the experience with you. Whether we do a read-along type of situation or if anyone wants to come on and just have some type of open panel, whatever you guys want to do, don't forget I'm always here and I just, I really want to talk about her book. There's so much to talk about with it, but I don't want it to just be me. I want to hear what you think about Jeanette's book. I want to hear what little bits remind you of your own life experiences so that we can just talk about it, laugh about it, cry about it, probably laugh about it some more because we all know Jeanette's hilarious. Roger did mention something about me trying to get Jeanette on the podcast and I can try to reach out. I'm sure that she's a very busy woman. She's also super uber famous. However, I did look at her podcast and some of her guests. So like I said, I'll try to get a hold of her and maybe I'll reach out to some of her guests to see if they want to come on and talk, but no promises. Those are like, you know, celebrities. (laughs) It would be really cool though to just talk to someone that had a mom like mine you know, and just talk it out. Some of her interviews on her podcast are actually really good. I do suggest you go and listen to it. It's nice and well-rounded and covers a lot of really important topics. I also wanted to mention that I was going through some old messages and discovered that our old friend Doc is no longer on Discord. Now, for any of our newer listeners, Doc was the first person I ever had on this podcast. We talked about his own struggles growing up, and it was really surprising how much Doc and I had in common when we spoke not recording the podcast. Now, I've tried to get a hold of him several times to come back on, and every time he always sounded really excited about it. We said we'd do it, and then just never really set an actual date, never set an actual time, nothing was set in stone. So I don't know how to contact him now other than trying his old cell phone number, but it feels a little invasive at this point because so much time has passed and I don't even know if he has the same number. So Doc, if you're still out there, get a hold of me, man, because I kind of just want to make sure you're okay. And if you want to come on and talk, that's great. If not, that's cool too. Just let me know you're okay. Now, in more recent news, I spent about a week after my daughter's birthday feeling kind of triggered and uppity. 
Apparently, someone hasn't gotten any attention from this neck of the woods in a few years. And I think we both know who that is, right? I mean, it's been since Easter of 2021 since I've heard anything from my mother. Over a full year since she has love-bombed the shit out of me, as if she never did anything wrong. That woman is incapable of apologizing for literally everything she has done to me in my life. She has never once said she was sorry. So much to my surprise, I believe two days after my daughter's birthday, she texted my father, my dad, the man that saved me, the man that buried himself in debt and completely changed his life the second he suspected that anything was amiss in the house that I was living in with my mom. He has done everything he could do to support me for my entire life. Every week, we eat dinner with my father, and my kids spend the night at his house every week, and they stay up late watching cable TV on the pull-out couch in his living room, and then the next day, they chase his chickens and pick stuff from his garden and have bonfires and eat hot dogs. This is the man that my mother texted to let him know that he failed as a parent. She actually freaking said that. Well, it was a little coincidental because while my mom was feeling like my father was the one that failed as a parent, I had a very real full circle moment recently that I want to share with you guys. Now, getting back to what I was saying in the beginning of this episode, we have a new member in the family. I will try to add pictures when this episode drops, if I remember. But on our way home from camping, I happened across a post from a local Humane Society's website about a beautiful puppy. I've been keeping an eye on the local Humane Societies, like ours and the surrounding counties, for the past several months, and my partner and I have discussed wanting a new fur baby for the house. So it's not like it was shocking when I happened across a picture, which has already happened several times this summer, showed it to him, and he said, okay, let's meet. I want to play with this puppy. And nine times out of ten... It falls through. We don't get a hold of the Humane Society in time. Um, Last time it was just in between times for our smaller cat to get her vaccines updated. And then by the time she got in, they already rehomed the dog we looked at. So it was just like a little bit of a mix up there. So on and so forth. So for this puppy that I saw as we were driving back home with the back of the truck full of camping gear. The post was like 12 minutes old and I immediately made the phone call, told them we were on our way back to town and asked if they would be there. We could be there within the next, like, I think it was like half an hour. So we get there and they brought out the most gorgeous little black lab, nine month old girl ever. She is still pretty small. She's, I think, just above my knees. Not very big. So we met her. 
and she was gorgeous and amazing, immediately took to us, listened right off the bat, so smart, like she is the smartest puppy in the world. So we had to have her and we had to bring her home, went and spent a stupid amount of money at the pet store so that we could bring her home. And she's been with us for about a month. She has since day one slept in my bed. She, like I said, has learned so quick, has been so sweet. She didn't start barking until a few days after we got her because she was pretty depressed. Apparently her previous owner kept her in a crate most of the time. So she's also a little bit deficient with her muscle mass and we've been slowly working on that too. We've been taking her on progressively longer walks and she's able to keep up with everything now. She was getting tired really quick. Needless to say, I have just been completely smitten with this animal for the entire time I've been away, you guys. The one thing that did make me a bit nervous was introducing her to my dad. Now, as awesome as my dad is, in his line of work, he comes across some mean dogs and some annoying dogs and all kinds of dogs that make him just prefer not to have dogs around in general. But one thing my dad is good at is having a bigger heart than he cares to admit. So he did immediately also fall in love with her, although I'm sure he won't admit it if you ask him. And I remember when he met her, the one thing that really stood out in my brain is that he said she looks a heck of a lot like Sabbath. Now, according to my dad, when I was roughly two or three, I got to go to a local pet store bright and early in the morning where my mother let me pick out a very, very small black lab. And because I was so young, all I knew was that she was a black lab. And the only other thing that I had to compare that to was the band Black Sabbath. So I named her Sabbath and she came home with us. Now, this was after my mom and dad had split up. He said he thinks it was two or three. I don't know how old I was. I don't know how you, how do you guys think about your age when things happen? Because I feel like in my mind, I was always one age. There was never some other age for me. I was always somewhere between like six and eight, I think. But I know that that's not right because I have memories of being in my crib and I definitely was not between the ages of six and eight when I was in a crib. That's ridiculous. I mean, I know I was older, but anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent. So for my birthday, I got my sweet little girl, Sabbath. And if there's anything I remember about that dog, it's that she loved me. She loved me so completely and endlessly. I remember her being there when I got home from school, which makes me think that I was older than my dad said I was because I remember coming home and her being there in the doorway. I remember watching TV and falling asleep basically on her. She was my pillow and she would just stay there and wait for me to wake up. 
I remember her climbing into my sleeping bag in the living room and sleeping right next to me. She always, always slept with me. She always looked out for me and she always cared about me because, I mean, it's common knowledge that dogs are the most faithful things in the whole world. She always made sure I was taken care of. I don't know how long we had Sabbath. We did not have her as long as we had some of the other pets when I was older. And I remember this little girl with bright blonde hair coloring with me and telling me that my dog was going to go home and be her dog. And knowing what I know about my childhood and knowing how much that my dog wanted to keep me safe, it does make a whole lot of sense as to why my mother and her husband would not want such an animal in our house. I'd also like to point out that my mom just wasn't good to animals. She had several animals die in her care from neglect. Just She'd just plain forget about them and rehomed animals pretty frequently. I remember taking our cats out into the country and just dropping them off and crying the whole way home. So I don't remember why we didn't get to keep my beautiful puppy. But I do think it's kind of a funny coincidence that we couldn't keep this dog that made me feel so safe when I fell asleep at night. And it is something that does stick with me, especially now at night when I'm curled up next to this adorable, very, very similar black lab. The other night I was just laying next to her and she does this really cute thing where she lays her head on my arm and then she puts her paw on top of me. It's absolutely adorable. And I just keep having this full circle moment. Like, like I once had this black lab that tried so hard to keep me safe and take care of me and now I'm older and now I have this little black lab pup that didn't have the best time getting to where she is now, but now I can keep her safe and I can take care of her. And it's just, it's just a really good feeling. I never got over not having my Sabbath. I remember going to a Girl Scouts event and being in the back seat of some classmate's car and everyone talking about pets and me bringing her up and crying because I missed her so much. I think I was a brownie. How old are you when you were a brownie? I don't remember. After that, I didn't get to do Girl Scouts anymore. Mom never kept me in something for more than a couple months, so... Knowing what you know now about my history as a dog owner, not even getting into what I actually went through with my mother, me personally, I hope that maybe you can begin to understand how I felt when my father told me that my mother said he failed as a parent. I don't know. I just had to get that out somewhere. And I know it's kind of what we're all here to discuss. So thanks, you guys, for listening to me rant about what shitty thing my estranged parent has done lately. What shitty thing has your estranged parent done recently? I'd love to hear about it. And we could just complain together. You know, I remember I 
started this podcast just because I was so lonely and I've grown a lot as a person and I feel like I've learned so much more about this whole navigating normal concept and how to fit into society and I think I'm doing a pretty good job at it but I don't think I've gotten anywhere with this whole feeling lonely bit I don't know maybe a little it's just weird how you don't ever feel like you got over that thing you know that thing that you missed out on when you were little and now I look at my younger daughter playing fetch in the backyard with our dog and it just makes me feel so good knowing that she'll get to have that thing that was taken from me because breaking the cycle is the most important thing and I do feel like in some small way I kind of did that this summer now instead of ending today's episode with a song I thought I'd finally share an amazing story with you I recorded a couple episodes a few months ago that went to absolute shit because the audio I had was so bad I had to completely scrap it and it kind of burnt me out for a minute but I did save a really amazing story from one of my closest and most supportive friends. Pengu, please re-record this episode with me because it was so freaking epic. Like, everything we talked about was so important and I'm so upset I had to scrap it. We need to re-record it. It's important. (laughs) Until that does happen, please enjoy getting a glimpse inside of the life of Pengu. And don't forget, do something today that scares you. And I love you. Okay. That's a good story. That's why I'm like, <laughs> and I lost my train of thought and my mind just kind of went straight to. So I suffer from, I suffer from like uh, seasonal allergies and the, uh, the start of the summer when it gets like hot, muggy. Um, I think it's dandelions that like take me out. And this day I like had, you know, the whole, like my nose was running and stuff and I couldn't find the, uh, the Benadryl. And the other thing is I am like, it's impossible for me to take pills. I have like gag reflex issues. I have to crush my pills or get liquid solutions because I can't, like I've tried take the pill and just like mentally it can't, it can't happen. <laughs> like I, I just, I can't take them. Which is good, I guess, in some ways. I mean, it's, it's like, means I can't abuse certain drugs because I wouldn't be able to swallow the pill, but uh, <laughs> I'd have to like crush it and like take out a nose or something. But um, sorry, I feel like I'm just like jumping all over the place on this, but I, um, sorry, yeah, I couldn't find the Benadryl. I just took the NyQuil instead and I thought it would be like, fine I guess and I was fine I get into the hospital uh, to the hospital Jesus I get into the uh, into the office and I like sit down and it's the start of the day and I'm just kind of like riding out at this point the effects of the NyQuil and I'm just like you know like the lights feel a little bit bright and I'm like listening to music and the music sounds really good and I'm just kind of like vibing out 
And at some point, for some reason, and I have absolutely no idea why, I think I was thinking of something in my brain just kind of like started like diverting into whatever direction. But for some reason, the thought came into my head that I had kids. And then the panic came in that I don't make enough money to support a family. So I am panicking on my desk. I am like, I, I can't support kids on the salary. I can't support kids on the salary. What the fuck am I gonna do? I can't support kids on the salary. And at some point, it gets worse. Cause at some point I'm like, I should speak with my manager about getting a raise because he'd understand that I can't support kids on the salary. <laughs> and thank, thankfully, I couldn't actually get up because as soon as I got up, I felt like my leg just felt like a little jelly and like, you know, so I sat back down and I'm like, okay, okay. As soon as I can stand up, I'm gonna go straight to my manager's desk and I'm gonna tell him that I need a raise because I got a family. <laughs> And I can't support myself barely on the salary that I have. And then at some point, I started like doing the math in my head of like, how much is my household salary? So I took my salary and then I'm like, how much does my wife make? What does my wife make? What does my wife do? And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have kids. I don't even have a wife. And then this like massive wave of like relief just hit me where I'm like, holy shit. That could have gone like, like I could have managed to get up and go to my manager and then like, I need a raise. And him just looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, so it's, like, it's, it's just like, yeah, yeah. That's like one of my favorite, uh, I guess everybody usually has like favorite, uh, you know, oh man, I smoked so much weed once that I, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But my thing is always like, I took NyQuil once, <laughs> too much of it apparently. <laughs> and instead of just vibing out to music and having like a very nice experience at work, <laughs> I had a crisis where I thought that I wouldn't be able to support a family. <laughs> it's just like this whole thing where like, I feel like we veered so far off topic of <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah.